Welcome to the Bringing the Human Back to Human Resources podcast, the podcast all about the delicate balance between people and business, and quite literally, reconnecting the two. My name is Tracy Rubin, and I've spent nearly my entire professional career in HR. Join me as I share stories, opinions, and words of advice with you each week. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. Thank you for being here. You know the drill. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you're listening to this. And if you're watching this on YouTube, hit the like button, subscribe, do all the things, leave a comment. And you know what? If you're listening on iTunes or Spotify, give this podcast five stars and a little review if you can. Thank you so much. Love that you're here for another week. I have an amazing, amazing guest for you today. She is amazing. First of all, let me just tell you something. Erin, aka Erin Deal, aka Erin Big Deal. Okay, this is in her bio. I'm not just making this up. I wish I was the one to coin this. She is just like a ray of sunshine. She has given me so much energy. Like she breathes energy back into your day and back into your life and your experience and your career. And what she's doing is just amazing. She's a business improv edutainer, fail fluencer. These are all her terms, okay? Like you are going to love her. Erin created this unique professional development experience. And so this company pushes others to laugh, learn, play, and grow. If you are looking for someone to bring team building to your organization or to just breathe some energy back into your workforce, you need Erin, you need Improve It, and you definitely have to start listening to her podcast. She's amazing. So I think you are going to love this conversation. We have just a super open, candid, fun conversation about a few things, but especially about breathing that life and laughter into the workplace. So um, take a listen. I hope you enjoy don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. And here we go. Erin, I'm so excited that you're here. It's so amazing having you on the podcast. Thank you for taking time out of your very busy schedule to spend some time with us. Oh my God. Well, Tracy, the time that I'm taking to do this is more important than anything else on my list today. I'm good. I'm good. We're here in We're 2022. Here. We made I it. Oh yeah. Happy New and, Year. Uh, Happy New Year to you, friend. Happy New Year. I know. I feel like we met back in 2021 so long we did. ago, but it truly, it feels, it feels nice to have a clean, well, you know, a new start. I spent this weekend getting plants oh. with my husband and my son. He, he might, he might hear in the background right now. Um, but no, we, I spruced up, you know, I did like some, some, some winter cleaning. It's not spring, some winter cleaning and, um, so personally, like I work from home now full time. And so it's my work is my home. My home is where I work. And so I just needed it to feel organized and have some, you know, fresh pops of of life in it. And then same thing with Improve It. We did what we call a CEO day at the end of 2021 mm. where we get organized for the new year. And it feels really good. I feel like we're in a pretty organized spot. Things you never know. So we've all, we've, we used to plan the whole year in advance. And now because of 2020 and 2021, <laughs> we have yearly and annual goals, but we decide let's just plan the quarter because we mm-hmm. know what most likely will happen in Q1. But um, the, the days of planning five years in advance 
for me are over at this point. So I don't know how businesses still do it's just it. Been a journey. I always say it's like we can control is our attitude, our efforts. That's it. So as long as you've got the right mindset and you've got the the right effort into the goal that we've set for ourselves, we can go forward. But when we yes. don't have those things, it's hard to keep going. I love it. I mean, you're you're totally right. And actually, I think this is the perfect segue because I find your business and and what you do for people and other businesses so inspiring and exciting to learn more about. And I have to tell you, I have been binging your social content uh, because I just find you to be so funny. And I just, it just really brightens my day to see you in a new wig or like having fun with with your team. And so obviously I've, I've introed you for the episode. So the listeners have a little bit of an idea about Improve It and what it is that you do. But I'd love to hear from you, you know, what what helped you to, or like what inspired you to reimagine um, team building through improv and fun and where the concept of Improve It came from? Oh my God. Well, first of all, you just made my day. So thank you. Sometimes you create content you're like it's just going into the abyss and you know that's the intention is to make somebody's day better to brighten brighten people's day at work my hope is that people go to our pages when they need just a reprieve from a spreadsheet or a tough team meeting and they get some laughter levity positivity and can use that to inspire the rest of their day maybe learn a thing or two while they're there so Improve It was created through, actually, it was actually kind of a dare, not a dare, but more of a um, a surprise. I did not turn, you know, I did not grow up thinking this would be my life. I did grow up thinking I want to do something that empowers people, that makes people better, that makes people laugh. I really always had that mindset growing up. I was voted class clown in high school that came up the oh, other day I love with that. my high school girlfriends. Uh, so, you know, it just was in the, it was in the wheelhouse and then moved to Chicago and started, my goal was to be a talk show host, Tracy, it was supposed to be Oprah. Okay. I so it. I moved to where Oprah lived, you know, that was where my first step, my after college with a communications degree from Clemson got me was waiting tables in Chicago doing improv comedy. And I also just found myself really thriving at improv and loving the, the things that I was learning. I did start booking a lot of hosting things, but it was really always improv and sketch comedy were always drawing me back when I would come back to Chicago because I was traveling a lot. But as I started getting into a full-time job, I got, I kind of stopped doing the gig work and went into a full-time role at a business, doing business development at a recruiting firm. I saw everything that I was doing on stage in my classes and everything that I was learning in improv, making me better at my job, literally. And, and I am a product of improv making you and myself a more ra- well-rounded individual, professional human being. I was more present, thought more quickly on my feet. I was a better listener. So a friend of mine asked me to join a pilot program for her. She was an entrepreneur. She was creating a, a um, sort of like a round table for women who had business ideas. And I said, Nicole, I don't have an idea. And she goes, just come. I just want your feedback. And so I came and through that, the concept of Improve It was born. I started sitting on it, thinking about it. I told my boss at my recruiting firm at the time about it. And she goes, this is an amazing idea. 
why don't you pitch it? And all of my clients were in HR and talent acquisition. And so our one of our clients was United Airlines. And she goes, why don't you pitch this wow. to United? And so I built a workshop for United. They loved it. They started giving me feedback and more time with their teams. And then from there, I just scaled it. I knew it was more than just me. And now I've got 22 facilitators between Chicago, New York, LA, Charlotte, North Carolina too. And um, we've really evolved from this in-person business because of 2020 to a now hybrid business of in-person and virtual events. It's crazy, Tracy. That wow. journey was nuts. But we've been doing this. The idea came to me in 2011. So now think of it this way. It's been 10 years in the making, almost 11 years. And we launched in 2014. So it's wow. nuts to think about. That's amazing. It's amazing. And actually, I have to tell you, as you were talking about you know, just like the organic nature of how this came about. I was thinking about your, one of your episodes of your podcast, one of your more recent ones, which by the way, uh, you have to check out, all the listeners have to check out um, Aaron's podcast, the Improve It podcast. I love it. I, I always giggle and I love a podcast that makes me giggle because everything is so serious in the world. Um, and I love that you take something that is, you know, topics that are more serious and you give us the the levity and the opportunity to to have a quick giggle. But the episode that I'm specifically thinking of is the Not Sherm Approved episode with Jan Janerson. Yes. Um, and oh I God. was like, I was enthralled in the episode. I, I had to tell you, I was doing my makeup for work and I was just like, I love this episode. Like to the point where I started like going back to listen to it over. Um, and this, my point here is that <gasps> part of the episode was that, you know, like for Jan Janerson, who, which by the way, for anyone who doesn't know Sherm Appro not Sherm Approved, Jan Jennerson is a, an alias, not an actual name, but it's hilarious. Um, but in the episode, like there's this conversation around like just kind of like organically coming to these ideas and and how these things kind of just come up by nature and that when you go with it, you really it it takes on a life that you don't even have to you don't have to put too much into it other than like running a business. Obviously, that's a ton of work. But when something clicks, it just clicks. So it made me think of that. It made me so happy. I'm like, oh, it's it's not in the void. No, I'm just kidding. No, it's, I, that it's not in the void. True. Uh, well, let me tell you this. I, first of all, would love to know who Jan Janerson is. Okay. <laughs> I feel like she was my friend. I feel like, Tracy, you and I would be friends with her. She was so funny. Yeah. And she reminds me of a girlfriend of mine. And so the whole time I'm talking to her, I'm thinking I'm talking to my friend Becky. And I, I told her afterwards, I was like, if there is ever a point that you want to tell me who you are, like, I would like to be your friend. I, I still don't know who she is. Ugh. And, you know, she's she and I are, you know, kind of social media buddies now. And I still have no clue who she is. Oh, my gosh. Is. And I was going to ask you, like, did you get to see her? Did you get to figure out who she is? No. I want to be on a group chat with you and Jan Janerson. I feel like maybe there's a way we can make it happen. Tracy, we'll make it happen. Follow her content, too. Because yeah, obviously, we have a ton of people listening in HR here. Oh, God. It's hilarious. But thanks for listening to that. That uh, that episode in particular is just one of my favorites. I understand the yeah. need to keep private. So. Yeah. It made me think. I was like, hilarious. oh. Could I have had an alias too? Would I have posted even more? Like, would I be more extroverted with my content if I was if I had an alias? Maybe, but you know, there's there's a there's a time and place for everything. I think sometimes there's a there's a beauty in anonymity, and there's a, there's a, there's also a huge benefit in not being anonymous as well. So 
I thought the same thing. I'm like, would I be edgier if I didn't show yeah. my face with a chicken hat everywhere? Yeah. I know. When she was cursing on the episode, I was like, that's what I want to do. Because I don't curse on my on my podcast, I, but in real life, I swear like a sailor. Tracy, can we talk about that? <laughs> yeah, I'm let's with do. you. I am so with you. And you know what's funny? My brother and my sister-in-law listen to my show and the Improve It podcast, and they say like, "You're you're like holding back a little bit on the like you know the like edge." And I say, I say truly. I, I, you know, there's, you've got to keep it some line of professional, but yeah. I do swear. And I, I just don't want to change the rating of the show. I so know. I don't swear on the show, but I, I know that is, that is problematic. I need to really yeah. think about, I, I gotta I'm, really think about swearing as a goal in 2022. <laughs> That's what I need to do. Yeah. Yeah. Add let's it, make a, a goal. Let's, 2020 vision board. Put it on. Yeah. I was going to say, put it on a vision board, say the F word in the podcast at least five times. I mean, I, I swearing is, it's going to sound crazy, but swear like cursing is a huge part of my life. <laughs> like, I it's like truth. Yeah. No. Huge part of my life. I, I feel like it makes me much more, uh, um, relatable and funnier, but at the same time, yeah. it's like I think about, oh, well, if a future boss of mine is listening to my podcast and all of a sudden I'm like, you know, swearing like a sailor, are they going to think less of me? Do I want to put myself? But it's like kind of foolish to think that way. I don't know. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's totally realistic. No, it's not foolish. You know what we should do? We should create an alias of ourselves. And so it's like Beyonce's Sasha Fierce. Yes. So like whenever we want to swear on our shows, we just say it's our it's our alter ego. And so it's still us, but it's like a version of us. Yeah, I like that. My my favorite you know. phrase, like when I feel like I need to curse, but I'm not in a place where I can, uh, is saying nuts and bolts. So instead of like oh, oh. oh f, I say oh nuts and bolts. <laughs> I'm like, look at us keeping the rating of this show like uh, at a at a PG level for you, right? And it honestly, when like, I was listening you know, to Jan Janderson on your episode, I was thinking like, am I being the HR person that I constantly work to like break down? Meaning like the the stigmatized HR person is like my antithesis. I will never be that person. I'm like, by not cursing, am I adding to that? Like idea that HR is not a real person and like not a human being that can huh. save you. You know what I mean? So maybe I have to. Maybe I actually have to start cursing on my show. Tracy, I, I think know. we need to work through this. I think we need yeah. a couch. We need a therapist. We need to sit <laughs> yeah. down and think about this because I am thinking. You know, it's also interesting if we're like going even deeper with Jan yeah. Janerson. I'm going to make sure Jan listens to this episode. <laughs> But if we're going deeper, it's like she really took the metaphor of HR and yeah. she created the alias that she wanted to be for for all of HR people, you know, around the world. Yeah. She is she is the she is the Sasha Pierce yeah. of HR. Yeah. Wow. Jan. I know. Well, thank you, Jan. Jan's a movement. Jan Jan's a, a movement. movement. This episode is brought to you by Namely. The last few years have changed the way we work forever. 2022, we know will be no exception. We have at-home workforces, internal mobility, team community, all of these things will continue to evolve and be more important than ever. And that is why you need Namely, the all-in-one HR solution that offers everything you need to set you up for success in the new year so that you can meet the new HR trends of 2022 head on. 
namely helps you to easily adapt to the ever-changing workplace and maintain a great experience for the entire employee lifecycle, whether it's onboarding, performance management, intuitive benefits enrollment, it's all on one connected platform. Plus, Namely can streamline your payroll, time tracking, and vacation requests, whether you have 50 employees or even a thousand. So that way you have the opportunity to be everyone's favorite HR leader, no matter how your company grows. So this new year, don't just keep up, get ahead. Learn more about making the switch to Namely today at namely.com. Don't wait, that is namely.com. One of the things that I that I think is so wonderful about you and what you do is that your your mantra really is to to get comfortable with the uncomfortable. And so one of the things that always comes sliding through my DMs are stories about difficult leaders, bad leaders, terrible situations. People are often reaching out about how to navigate these types of leaders or managers. So I would love to know from you, when you're in a position where you're you're hosting something, you're you know maybe consulting, you're leading um, an event, with a company like let's take United for example as as far as like what you do right how do you approach leaders who maybe are more stuck in their ways or do have difficulty changing their approach and how do you get them to open up to the process of fun which is so much a part of what it is that you do great question and Tracy sometimes I sink as I think hey so I love it thinking but no I yeah I gotta tell you straight up I love improv as a teaching tool because it is the way that we break down these barriers. And I have seen it time and time again. The beautiful thing about what we do, and I mean this like wholeheartedly, we work with a ton of HR leaders. We work with talent dev. That's who our, that's who comes to us usually, or it's like a, a manager of a team, a sales team. So they're they're already leading people, right? But sometimes if it's HR and then they're doing this for another team, this is where we see the problem because the if if the leader comes to us directly, they care, they want to change, they want this mm-hmm. to to make an impact on their team. Sometimes an outdoor resource like HR or learning and development sees a, a a problem in leadership and wants outside resources so then they come to us and when that happens, and it happens a lot, what I generally see, and I have one particular client I'm thinking about right now, and this was years ago, it is a trickle-down effect from leadership to the rest of the team. If the leader is not bought in to what we're doing, which is ultimately guiding people out of their comfort zone through comedy, we're using laughter to break down barriers so that people feel like they're their true, authentic selves, and then we we do what we did as children. We play, we have fun, we laugh, but through that we are teaching power skill concepts, right? So we're doing this by breaking down those barriers, those masks that we all wear to work. And I'm not talking about like the real masks, the, mm. the ones that we don't mm-hmm. swear with, Tracy, <laughs> right. those masks, right? And I'm, I wear one too, I guess, now that I'm thinking about it. Wow, what an this show wow. is blowing my mind. Wow. Um, so what, I, what I'm thinking about is just how in those moments we really take a leader and we get them on our side. And we do that. We first have to start. It's like when you're a teacher in a classroom, you have to pick the point, the print point person that is going to make the most impact. So I will involve that leader as much as I can. Mm-hmm. And I will get them on our side through the use of play. 
Now, if I see this leader make, I had one instance where a leader um, did not want us to be there. I mean, HR had booked this for them and, and now, you know, we were coming into their team to them. The team was perfect. There was no necessary, you know, no need for us to be there. And what I witnessed was half the room was excited. This was something outside of the box, different. They knew that they needed this training. The other half who was afraid to go against the grain of the manager was on was sort of playing to that manager because the manager was sort of standing back, arms crossed, kind of whispering to the team members. And so by the use of using improv tools, so activities that foster, it's not all about getting somebody up on stage and getting somebody to do something silly. It's about involving everyone, creating mm. this ensemble where we walk out a group that is cohesive versus 20 individuals walking out of a room because it fosters this, this idea of collaboration and inclusion. So in with the work that I do, it starts with making people, one, laugh, two, get comfortable with the idea of being uncomfortable by taking improv tools at a very low risk activity, going to a medium risk to a high risk, and then making sure that that leader is involved. I'll tell you this, when a leader who is definitely the problem doesn't want to join one of our workshops, right there we, we stop and we say, you know, we need this person on in the team because you need to hear what your team's going to say because we use the laughter to actually foster deep and meaningful conversation. Through the use of play, we're able to really break down barriers, but I've seen it and it's so hard to yeah. work with somebody or for somebody who who doesn't believe in having fun at work, who doesn't yeah. believe in camaraderie who kind of creates that toxic relationship and that toxic environment so for the people who are, are there to learn it is an eye-opening experience that it can happen and it can be possible you know when I think about like just childhood growing up the things that connect us as people are the things that are fun and lighthearted, and certainly there is definitely uh, uniting in moments of grief too, bad things. But when I think about a team mm -hmm. and I think about sports, like I played sports growing up and I was in band growing up and it was those moments where it was like outside of like the work hours, right? Like outside of practice, outside of a game where you're just, you know, having a good time and getting to know one another on an individual basis and maybe doing something that doesn't feel so much like team building, but it is team building. That's kind of where the magic happens. So it makes sense to me. And actually, I think it goes to show you that maybe there are, there are managers, there are leaders out there who are overcomplicating team building and just need to get back to the basics of having fun. Yeah, it's so true. When people come to us, they're coming because they want outside of the box training. They want something different. They know their team needs it. There's some type of pain that we can help solve. Mm. And it's once, if, if that leader is on board, oh my God. Gosh, I mean, the team is watching the leader step into their power. I just witnessed it the other day in a virtual workshop. This one leader, I'll never forget, she in our consult call before the workshop, which we do like a little prep session before, she said, you know, this is my team. They're pretty introverted. They're not, you know, you know, I'm more comfortable working in a spreadsheet versus, mm. you know, working collectively. I'm not sure how they're going to react to this. We've got some people globally. 
Oh my gosh, Tracy, I got off that workshop and I was like, that was one of the best work that we just did it last week. So we started off 22 with a bang. And I said, this literally was one of the best workshops I've ever done. And it was because that leader stepped into her power and was there and ready. And so the team saw that and that energy was on fire. Wow, I love that. And this, I mean, it begs the question of how you are able to bring team building to remote first or hybrid teams. I mean, I think about just kind of evolving the way that I work also in these last couple of years. A lot of the listeners have kind of gone through this as well, representing different industries and different spots in the hierarchy of a team. Um, And that there is this, there's definitely a craving, I think, from all employees at any level of a team to be more connected in these remote first or hybrid environments. How how do you approach those teams and does your your workshop change in in terms of like what you're facilitating and how you're facilitating for those teams that are remote? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, just to kind of cut back to 2020, March of 2020, if you would have asked me in February of 2020, can you do this online? My answer was, I mean, I'm a yes and human being, but my answer was always no. Um, and because I just thought it would not work. Mm. Well, when everyone's stuck at home and you're forced to pivot or, mm. you know, close your doors, you pivot. And yeah. we pivoted so hard. But at first few months, I'm not going to lie to you, it was rough. Like we were... We would ask people to come check out, you know, check it out what we were doing online. And people were unsure. They were thinking, oh, we're just going to be home a few weeks. We won't need virtual. Well, once we got into about April, end of April, people said, okay, what can you do for my teams this summer? And so summer really picked up for us in 2020. But it it is um, a definite challenge for every team. How do we connect? How do we create collaboration in this hybrid workforce? You know, prior to January, I feel like everybody was starting to go back to work. And now you're seeing a lot more people continuing to not go back in the office. So we use Zoom and Zoom breakout rooms as the Mm. platform to conduct all of our virtual workshops. And in that, I mean, we have, we train on 10 different power skills, but we start off with a funny video that we show you how not to do what we're going to do. So we train people. It's, it's just a get to know us, but we, we understand first and foremost, like, here's what we're coming in to do. We want you to get to know us and here's the wrong way to do it, but here's kind of an idea of what we're going to teach you. Right. After that, we take a questionnaire that we get really specific from the participant side on and get to know what their specific challenges are. Now, we've already narrowed down what skill we're training them on. So let's say the skill is team building and collaboration. So we're asking them, what are your challenges? Mm. What what platforms do you use to communicate? Is it Slack? Is it Teams? How do we get into the, the day-to-day of what you do and where's the hiccup? Where is the pain point? And from that, we tailor the workshop based off their their challenges and objectives. But we're really using that time that we're spending with them live to connect, to foster laughter, to create an environment of positivity, inclusivity. We're in and out of breakout rooms. It's an hour and a half training on Zoom, yeah. like 10 times. So they are getting to see each other in partners and groups. It's a large group. Um, and then we have a follow-up e-learning course that they do on their own that reinforces the learning after every skill. So mm. that's for one workshop. They do the pre-work, the workshop, and the e-learning course. But truly, it's about that collaboration and connectivity in the session 
Mm. And it's really, I like to say it's an experiential process because it is such a feeling. Mm. It's just this feeling of I'm doing something that I typically wouldn't do with my coworkers on a, you know, on a typical day. We're laughing and we're enjoying it. And oh my God, I learned some things in this process. So it always goes back to that saying, like, you don't remember what people say. Yeah. You remember how they make you feel. Yeah. And we make people feel so stinking good because that's what improv does is it makes people feel supported. They make each other feel like they have each other's back. And we really just use this uh, this time to connect in a way that they typically wouldn't. So then that can that change, that positivity can foster and trickle into the things that they do after the workshop. All people really need at this point is some levity. They need to have fun again. Because I think that is the the biggest thing that is missing from the workplace today that has gone to the to the wayside and the back burner is the fun because they're it's so serious. I mean, COVID is so serious. The way that it's impacted business and hiring, it's all heavy. But to just take an hour and a half to have fun and connect with the people around you, I am just, I'm, I'm craving it. And I am sure that there are listeners who are like, how do I get Erin and her team over to my side of the world or wherever people are? listening to this. I mean, that's, that's an amazing thing. And I'm sure it feels great for you and your teams too, to walk away and say, oh, I made people feel good today. That's amazing. I didn't realize how impactful the work. I, I always knew that improv can change the course and the direction of team cultures. It can, cause it changed my life. I know, I know that sounds super corny, but no. I know it has the power to impact people, but I didn't really see that until March of 2020 when it was almost like your senior year of high school where you don't realize how much fun and how much great things you did over the course of those four mm -hmm. years happened. I mean, we were in business that literally was like four years, four and a half yeah. years of business. So it was looking at the pictures, looking at some videos that we had and realizing just how special this, this teaching tool is, that that is what we could offer the world was laughter levity and positivity in 2020 and so yeah again it goes back to what I said earlier like you can only control two things your attitude and your effort so that was the mantra that we pushed forward with we created this new offering called laugh breaks where we're like zoom crashers for your your zoom meetings and we bring laughter and levity we do improv over zoom for zoom meetings that was created in 2020 and at the end of every workshop or at the end of every laugh break, we always say our only ask, and this is where it's kind of fun because people think we're about to like sell them something. They're like, our only ask is, and then we're like, if today made you laugh, it brought you joy, that you pass on that laughter, levity, mm -hmm. and positivity to somebody else. We need more of that in the world. And we end the workshop or whatever we're doing with that. And it's just like, pay it forward. Put it out there, put it out there, it'll come back to you. That energy is reciprocal. I, I used to laugh because when I was doing a ton of in-person work, I would come home and my husband would just laugh because I would just face plant on the couch because you're just giving so much. Yeah. Like you're giving, you're giving. And so it does feel good. 2020 was a real turning mm -hmm. point for who is this company? What do we stand for? And that is it. And so we just got to run as hard as we can into that and 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 bring it to people because they need it and we needed it selfishly it was also fun to do the work that we do for us because mm. i needed it yeah i needed it <laughs> yeah. right this is a really good point a really good point like so much of what we're 
we're giving for you in your workshops and with your your teams and and clients and then for HR people with their teams it's it's all it's a giving game but when when you're doing something that also gives back to you that is such a sweet spot totally and it's like I just remember some of the darkest times mm. like in 2020 we were all sitting at home and um my team too like they they're professional improvisers. Like they were on the big stages in Chicago, New York, LA, and they didn't have anywhere to perform. Mm. They could not, I mean, Zoom was one thing, but they were these talented human beings just sitting at home kind of waiting. I also saw corporate America doing the same thing. And so to to bring the, what we call laugh breaks to the world, to give them an opportunity to perform and then also to give laughter and levity to people at work was a real gift just like oh my god I needed that so bad like I'm like I have not laughed like that in a week you know or weeks mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. so it is so true it it was kind of it was giving but also giving to us at the same time so nice so interesting Tracy wow it's like we're on a like I'm like at therapy again I feel like oh my oh shiitake mushrooms you know <laughs> I know <laughs> nuts and bolts <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's that's deep it's a full circle moment well, I would love to throw out this random idea that I've been sitting on that maybe, I mean, you could be in the perfect spot to just take it and run with it. And that is virtual reality. Like, can virtual reality Whoa. be the next workshop type for you? You know, it's like, you know, you can't be in person. It's a remote because I've been thinking about an episode basically talking about how VR might allow the remote workforce to be so engaged because you'll like sit at a board meeting or in a, in a meeting room and you're like wearing the virtual reality, but you feel because virtual reality, I don't know if you've ever used it, but we have like my husband and I have the Oculus Quest and you, when you go into virtual reality, you actually do feel immersed. So can your can improve it become a virtual reality can it have a virtual reality model oh my god tracy <laughs> mind blown yeah that would be the coolest thing ever and i don't know why i've never thought of that but i take it I have said, i'm like oh my god yeah i want to be a hologram you know because sometimes it's like that's the other ask is like people are like oh well we've got you know x people in the same room here and we've got other people virtually at home how can we do this just hologram. I just want mm -hmm. to become a hologram. But I think virtual reality is better than a hologram. Mm -hmm. yeah. This is, the, I'm, I'm telling you, that. like, mark my words. I hope this episode, you know, in 10 years, they're going to be like, oh, my God, a pioneer. Uh, I don't know. All I can say is that they're, I mean, you know, now Meta or Facebook, whatever we want to say, they're trying to create, like, virtual workspaces. And we tried setting it up for, like, on on my side, even though my job is very face to face, like even over, over zoom, so to speak. So I don't necessarily think that I could join a meeting while wearing like the VR set because others would have to be yeah. involved in that. But I really think like, this is where I'm, I'm putting it in stone that I think that VR is going to be the thing that takes the remote workforce to the next level where engagement, it won't be a, a conversation anymore because if, as the technology improves, I think people will physically feel connected, which is the only thing missing from a remote workforce because they feel connected. You know, you talk on the phone, you get in the chat, maybe you see each other, you know, for a, an outing every year or something like that. But how do you maintain that connection? And VR might be the answer to that. Tracy, 
I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna put this in a time capsule and come back in ten years and be like, it all started here. Maybe there's a VR workshop in the future. I'm I'd join. I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm gonna Google it after we get off this call. <laughs> I'm I'm literally gonna give it a, the old Google. I'm gonna get gotta, on gotta, it. Gotta get a Google because that is. I got yeah, gotta get a Google because 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 I got you know gotta step into that while the while well, you the, know you're the first. That's yeah yeah. That's... Okay, wow. I gotta connect with that. We need a VR person. You got a guy. You got a girl. You got a day. Yeah. We need we need a person. We need a person. I'm not gatekeeping. I'm not gonna person. edit this out. You know, let this is gonna be okay. Don't. Yeah, we're we're putting it out there because then one day when everyone's like, who came up with this idea? They'll know it started here. And maybe the listeners, you know, they'll take it and run with it. And maybe maybe we'll start a fire with this. I am here for this right now. I'm so here for this. All right. I'm I'm serious. <laughs> if you have a VR person, send to them because because this I'm always hey, this is the essay and working at its finest. Mm -hmm. This is this is how it all starts. The beauty right of brainstorming. Here. So let's go. Yes. And Tracy, I will I will give you some residuals. <laughs> <laughs> or whatever happens this all start and now it's you know and it's in the in the in the universe on That's the right. uh on the podcast airwaves so there we go you'll get a kickback you heard okay. it here first you've given me so much energy i'm i'm ready to take the rest of my day and just run with it and i know that you are uh you are busy changing lives with laughter and i i just love everything about that. You know, I've met some amazing people through the podcast and they are doing amazing things, but I don't know that I've met someone doing just what you're doing, which is really just, you know, bringing the human back to human resources and teams and people. And so I really appreciate what you're doing for the people out there in the working world. Tracy, you just made my day, possibly my week. We're recording on a Monday. So it's, you just made my week. Thank you. And I've just, I love chatting with you. You have like a very like calming, like oh. tone of voice. And it just makes me feel like I just want to like hang out all day and hey, we can shiitake mushrooms. Yeah. And I feel like we covered a lot of ground here with VR and swearing and Jan Janerson, but also you're an amazing interviewer. So thanks for putting oh. this podcast into the universe and for giving HR professionals a space to come together and find community and connect, which is what we're all craving. Chris. Yes, we all that's all we want. We just want more to life. We want we want I mean we're spending so much time at work. We've got to have a little bit more to the to it than just work, right? Thank you so much. That's I mean, it. I would love for the listeners to know where they can find you outside of this magical episode, of course. You are so awesome. Well, you can check us out at learntoimproveit.com. That's learn to and our podcast is the Improve It Podcast on any place that you listen to pods right next to this amazing one. Um, you can also find us on social media, which that's the videos Tracy was talking about at Learn to Improve It. Or my personal handle is Keeping It Real Deal. And that's Keeping with no G because I'm keeping, keeping real, keeping it real, deal, D-I-E-H-L, and I'm on LinkedIn too, so let's hang out, let's, 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 you know, party on, online, but this has been so fun, thank you so much for oh having gosh. me on your show, of course. you're a delight. Oh, likewise, I've had so much fun, this was so, it's just so much fun to record with you, and I knew that it was going to be fun the moment we first connected, so I'm glad that, uh, that we were able to do this. And, and I will also link all of those uh, 
fabulous places to connect with with you, Erin. I'll link all of that in the show notes so that you know anyone listening and really looking to listen to you, connect with you, maybe bring you and your team in for a workshop or virtual, maybe in virtual reality in the future, we're manifesting it, that they can do that easily just by <laughs> clicking the little link. <laughs> Let's get them going. Yeah. Tracy, you put it out there. We're doing it now. We're doing it. We're doing it. Well, Erin, thank you so much. And I would love to have you on again. Thank you. I'm here anytime you want. Anytime. Thanks.